Holy cow. What's up, guys? Tyson Compton here with Milestone Group and the Insiders of Omaha podcast. We have a sweet treat for you today, so I can't wait for you guys to get into this. I am honored to interview my best friend, a friend for uh, oh, let's see, almost 15 years now from the Marine Corps. We are brothers from another mother. We share the same birthday, date, and year, and we've had a ton of experiences and stories that we will not get into in this podcast, maybe down the road, but we get to interview somebody that I look up to immensely. He is not from Omaha, but he is an adopted son of the city and an adopted brother to my family. And I am excited for you guys to get an inside look of one unique individual that I truly respect and uh, have just an adoration for um, everything he's done, accomplished, overcome, and also what he will continue to do and how big he lives life, how big he loves, and how much he wants to succeed and be the best version of himself. So get ready for an awesome podcast with Alex Puente, the one and only uh, from New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, representing LSU. Go Tigers tonight in the College World Series. Remember, uh, this is a podcast that we fully fund ourselves for our real estate business, bringing you great content on how to be a better version of yourself, business, life, what have you. So click the like and subscribe button below. Now, I can't wait for you to get into this and check this out. We'd love you to send us some comments on what your thoughts are on this, but this is gonna be a great session and I can't wait for you to hear. Have a great day. See you guys. LSU, are they gonna make it? They're making they want. I was like, he's been here probably, well, for a long sense of time too. It hasn't been just like, there's been a lot of weekends, but you've been here for a good bit now, seeing kind of the full full gamut. What has been your favorite parts of Omaha that you've seen? Well, obviously the people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, you're you're like a brother to me, yep. you know, and then your parents, are like a second set of parents. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if we can start saying names. And oh, yeah, yeah, that, you but, drop uh, the names. Oh, yeah, you're good. Yeah, Herb and Pat, Herb and uh, Pat. just mm-hmm. salt of the earth people. And yeah. I feel like, uh, especially at a time in my life when, you know, my, my parents were, we were kind of going through that that phase where you mm-hmm. rotate from child to, to parent, you know, uh-huh. and um, they definitely were people I confided in. But yeah. um, brother and sister, yeah. you, you know, it's just, yeah, it's always it's always been great coming here. Um, surprisingly, mm-hmm. uh I really like the food in Omaha, not surprisingly, but coming from, so I'm from New Orleans and so that's where I live now. Uh And, you know, coming from there, you know, people rave about the food there and it's great. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, first stop at the airport, I was like, Hey, Donna Millie, Donna Millie's man. I need a Frenchie. Yeah. yeah, She's Frenchie. Uh, That's it. Uh, but also, I mean, you know, just steak is way better here, you know, Mm -hmm. just meat across the board. So, um, yeah, I I mean, uh, just stack it up and now the college world series, my first experience. And this has actually been my, my probably my most involved experience called Real Series. Every time I've been to the I've been to a game here or there, but uh, following a team and then also going to more than one game. This is be a second game we go to tonight. Um, you know, this is kind of interesting. We, this is our first podcast uh, from somebody not from Omaha, I think, right, Dana? Everybody else has been from Omaha, so it's been kind of cool. Uh, unfortunately, Christian can't be here because he's uh, had a family emergency to take care of. But um, kind of getting the nuts and bolts, being a little non traditional podcast here. Uh, you, so for those of you who don't know, Alex and I have been friends for, gosh, uh, 2009. So we're looking at, you know, 14 years. Um, and we just had a really interesting conversation. I felt like I thought this was interesting. You had mentioned, I think it was when I was down in New Orleans, like for as long and as close as we've been, we actually haven't spent that much time overlapping in places other than the Marine Corps. And that was only during training for a year and a half. It's been a lot of long distance friendship. Uh, would you would you elaborate on that? How does that work when you're like when you're working through that? So that is interesting because you're right. We have not spent a ton of time together. Um, I guess just for long periods, mm-hmm. and I, I think for just as you get older, you know, 
you kind of go through different phases of your life, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I think of, I'm probably only friends with a couple of people from high school yep. and stay in touch with, yep. um, same thing with college, uh, and then the Marine Corps and yeah. you just get to those, those different phases and, you know, people are on their own path. Yeah. I think for, for you and I, you know, it's, we've grown through those different phases mm -hmm. of life. And even if we haven't been there at the same time, right. you know, that bond, mm -hmm. I think, uh, kind of supersedes whichever phase, if yeah. that, um, you know, if that makes any sense. No, I think it does. I think it, it does too. And I think it's almost a little bit of a trend from an outsider looking in. You have some other friends that have similar paths where you guys are still close, but haven't really, you know, like your buddy in Mexico. Sure. You guys had uh, that. You had, you know, Copa and some of those guys that were in the Marine Corps you're still friends with. But I think you've done a really good job, I think, to maybe some, you haven't given yourself enough credit of staying in touch with some guys on that level too. Yeah, I, I, that's definitely a possibility. I think too, you know, it's especially friends that I've made, like you know, since like in college and mm -hmm. even afterwards. We could. It seems like we could go yeah. long periods of time yeah. and not talk, yeah. and make a phone call, and it's you know, hey, hey, yeah. brother, what's up? Yeah. You know, and and you know, you catching up, and uh -huh. that goodwill and that that love is still there. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas uh, you know, you and I, we we talk multiple times yeah. a week, multiple times. A week. Um, and I, you know. I think technology allows us to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure people back in the day was handwritten letters. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. My mom says she still has hers or my dad has the same ones written when she, he was in the service and she'd write them all the time. It's kind of funny. So um, one thing that's kind of uh, nice is that you are in the real estate space as well. What are you doing these days in the real estate space? You want to explain that um, kind of what your, your world is like? Sure. Uh, so back, uh, May, 2020, um, kind of the start of COVID, mm -hmm. uh, uh, had some big life changing events that I, um, you know, was, was working through, uh, coming out of a divorce, mm -hmm. um, was living in West Virginia. Uh, and that was a place I was actually there for the second time in my life. I'd gone to college <laughs> there, um, uh, on a football scholarship yeah. and I really enjoyed my time, but, you know, enjoyed it so much. I decided to go back. Right. Um, and, you know, I was, it was also my first, uh, career outside the Marine Corps. Yeah. Um, so marriage, you know, new, new corporate job, uh, and, you know, coming off of losing a parent mm -hmm. as well. So 2020 was, you know, it was a rough year for everybody. Um, and everyone's got their own story. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll throw mine right there with them and, yeah. uh, kind of making that two millimeter shift and focus, you know, not being like, Hey, I'm just going to take this and curl up in a ball and, mm -hmm you know, kind of, you know, just, which you want to do sometimes you feel like that's going to go away. You know, I, I want to. it could definitely, it's easy, it you is, know, yeah. um, you know, decided For a I was, bit at least. Yeah. I was like, Hey, I was in a, you know, Tyson's crushing it. Um, and he had, <laughs> he had transitioned out of the Marine Corps a few years before I did. And so had to, you know, do that civilian job search, Yeah. um, you know, and go through those grinds and yeah, keep blaze that trail. And almost like a second child, you know, I got to, I got to come in behind and just like, he, you know, he ate up all the, all the flack and I was uh, able to, to smooth, you know, slide, you know, slide in there and just kind of reap the rewards of, of, you know, what he had, he had, you know, sown. And so, uh, you know, he, you would connect me with a, a couple of real estate investors here yeah. in town. And, mm -hmm. um, I was at that point where I was like, Hey, do I want to do a, totally. a W2 corporate job that totally. I just came out of, you know, uh, or do I want to go into business for myself? Yeah. And, um, you know, met some, some good guys up here that you connected me to, mm -hmm. uh, started a real estate investment company. Yep. Um, and I basically took their playbook from Omaha, Lincoln, Nebraska mm -hmm. and implemented it down in new Orleans. So let's back up a little bit. I think it's really, really interesting. I think, I think people can really 
relate to this or at least uh, get a lot out of it. Talk about the decision point that you had coming out of West Virginia. So you had just finished. So start back when you went, out of, you went to grad school and kind of buzzed through that. And talk about what happened once you made the decision to to go, to go kind of the uncharted path, the less, the less traveled path of like being self-employed business owner. Yeah. So grad school. So, um, I was in the Marine Corps for eight years yep. and yeah, I had some unicorn jobs. I'm sure we can get to that yeah, at that point, yeah. but, uh, I was at a point where I was, I feel like I had peaked in the Marine Corps, had outgrown it. Um, wanted to, you know, I was in my early thirties and yep. I wanted to, um, you know, uh, have a vote in, you know, where I lived and what mm -hmm. I did for a living and start a family. And, mm -hmm. you know, I felt like that was really difficult for me to, to try to do in the Marine Corps, right. it'd be easier in the civilian, civilian sector. And so was able to get into a top business school. I got my MBA, um, go Dukies, go, go Dukies. Uh, and yeah, I, during that time I was, I, I hadn't set a goal. Yeah. Hey, this is what I'm going to business school for, uh, Interesting. you know, and then what's that going to look like yeah. after business? Like what kind of job do I want to do? Right. You know, and I kind of defaulted to like, oh, I'll just go be a consultant. Right. Cause that's pretty common, especially for military guys. Yeah, big time. Big time. Yeah. And that's like consulting with other like Fortune 500 or larger companies that hire third party consultant companies. Yeah. Right? And yeah. you'll just hop on with the consultant and I'd, hey, then maybe one of my clients would, would, you Pick know, you exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, and because of that, that's kind of what I did, you know? Yeah. Um, and during that time, I think also I was directionless when it came to relationships, uh -huh. you know, I got out of the Marine Corps. I was like, Hey, I want to start a family. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, um, was in a position where I wasn't really, uh, kind of, I don't have really knew what I was looking for Yeah. other than just like, Hey, I want, you know, to start a family. Mm -hmm. Um, and because of that fell back into a, a relationship, um, of comfort, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, and then because of that, I think I'm naturally a fixer. There's yeah. a situation there that yeah. I felt that, Hey, I want, you know, let me, yeah. let me help. How can I help? Yeah. And, um, quickly, uh, went down a path and committed to something that, you know, you know, hashtag no regrets, yeah. you know, but definitely learning experience. And you were working on what, uh, so after business school you did, you worked on what kind of sector? So I was actually, uh, waste management. Yeah. Right. Um, so I worked for a company called Republic services. Uh -huh. They're actually the second largest, a uh, company in the U.S. behind waste management, their yeah. biggest uh, competitor, um, living in middle of nowhere, West Virginia. And talk about an eye-opening experience where you said, like, "Hey, well, I got into this having no idea really what the underlying world was like in that in that industry." You know, you said, I "Remember, you were talking about how you know I, I got one on the route, so I kind of learned these guys and would jump on the truck with these guys for a few weeks and like learn." Oh, man, yeah, like, it's just kind of a different set of world, a different world. It's crazy, man. Um, absolutely, absolutely crazy. Uh, like at that point, you know, I relocate to West Virginia, only been there for maybe six months, yeah. you know, bought a house, yeah. got a, got, got my corporate job, which basically was the Marine Corps with no guns. Yeah. Better right. haircuts. Yeah. You have better know? haircuts and yeah, um, a little more freedom on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. really, man. Yeah. So, you know, and this is in February of 2019. 19. And I mean, you talk about that time in West Virginia, it's a lot of snow on the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, you got those, you got, I'm going to call them mountains, but for yeah. West Virginia, they're never yeah, mountains. Yeah, foothills, stuff like that. And, yeah. uh, yeah, now I'm in charge of a, a hauling division and also a, a, a post uh, dump site or collection site. Yeah. Um, which there's a whole other, there's yeah, so yeah, many things yeah. that happen in the world when, yeah. when, when we're asleep. <laughs> Let me just tell you right now um, that, uh, that, that support uh, the the American dream, if you will. What did you think kind of came first of recognizing maybe I need to pivot? Uh, was it either jump too fast into some relationship stuff or was I jump too fast in profession? And one kind of ebbed off the other, or they kind of happened simultaneously. Uh, 
I think I think I recognized professionally yeah. first, and then the relationship, you know, uh, quickly followed. Yeah. Um, on the uh, relationship side, I just think uh, I think I can't speak for my my ex wife, but basically, I think I was running from things. Yeah. Um, and didn't know what I wanted. Sure. Um, and trying to fill a void. Yeah. Uh, and so, on the professional side, though, I think it was quickly realizing like the things I didn't like about the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. um, the frame, the, the rigid framework, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And I was just like, these are the confines. This is what I felt like I outgrew. Yeah. And I just basically signed into that yeah. agreement again, but just not in the military. Yeah. I think what's interesting, you know, kind of we've talked before, we went into, Alex and I both had very, very similar paths through our upbringing, even into college. Uh, Alex played college football. I played college football, both at small schools, different parts of the country. And then we both got jobs after um, after college for about a year. And we're like, this is miserable. Like, this is not for us. And these were good jobs all by all intents and purposes. But then realized we wanted some like framework and structure and and but more importantly, wanted something way bigger than ourselves to go do. Wanted something to fight for, you know, wanted to be part of a cause that we believed in. And Alex's brother was in the uh, Marine Corps and he saw him graduate from boot camp. It was a pretty special moment. And then lo and behold, you know, two years later, goes and visits and, or goes in the Marine Corps and we meet there. And that, you know, the vision that we had to go in the Marine Corps provides us direction or anybody that kind of makes that decision, I think for a certain part of their life. Like, you can continue down that path, but it's only if your vision stays consistent with it. And then, as I'm, like you said, hey, kind of outgrew. There's some plateauing. There's some uh, government or like political issues inside the the, the, the contract of, of, a, of a military organization that you have to navigate. And you're like, okay, I'm ready for something different. And uh, the one thing I noticed, uh, I kind of go through, is like that starts to happen kind of almost in segments through your own history of your life. So like, let's say college, you go to college, do that thing, and then then what? And then it's like trying to be an adult. And then things happen, you know, we're going to get married and this, you kind of go through this, the standard operating procedure of the stations of, of life. Well, I think you and I have talked enough times where we're always, we're always like, man, constantly almost like reevaluating that where it's not trying to stay in the, not creating a rut, but, but developing a path, like two different mental states. I think you're trying to, you're trying to develop a, a path of maximizing our, ourselves, our potential, and then like, and how we can give back and bring people with us versus getting in the already pre-constructed rut and thinking it's a path we've built. You know, I think that's really a, a challenge. What Have you seen some triggers or some, maybe some, I don't know if red, red flags or yellow flags, I'm talking, but just some, some themes of you're like, whoa, 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 I need to slow down. This is not what I, my intentions are. This is not what I bargained for. This is not what I'm planning for. I want to take a step back and kind of look at this to evaluate some things. And before I get too far down deep, this path or this, this, this direction. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think, you know, experience is the best teacher. It's it's unfortunate actually. (laughs) It is. And I think as, you know, I'm 37 and, you know, I, I think it's something as, you know, a young, like early twenties, mid twenties, uh-huh. you know, join the Marine Corps. Oh, yeah. it's like, like we're going to conquer the world. Yeah. Um, and what is, what do the old guys know? And <laughs> yeah. like, there's, you just, you know, it's just, you're going to have to walk that path. And at some point it'll hit you. It you does. hope that light bulb goes off. Yes. You hope it does. Yeah. You know? And, and so, you know, I think, I think, you know, Hey, recognizing, Hey, having, having an aim point. Yeah. Like, what, are, what are my goals? Yeah. You know, what am I, what am I going to be doing? You yeah. know, and that's not just like professional goals or, yeah or fitness goals, yeah. you know, it's, Hey, it's relationship goals. It's, it's what, what, you know, what are we aiming for? Yeah. And 
you know, for me, it's, it's to be able to, to, to hit it. And, yeah. uh, and that keeps me on track. Yeah. I noticed that if I don't constantly remind myself of what those goals are and what am I, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, for me, you know, I find myself kind of falling off a little mm-hmm. bit and, you know, hitting, uh, just kind of a, a less purposeful path. Sure. And so yeah. just trying to be, you know, faster at recognizing, Hey, you're falling into, you're getting yeah. soft. Yeah. Soft. If that makes sense. No, it does. What you said, uh, constant, we've heard this a couple of times on the podcast. Uh, the, the, the constant reminder, what does that look like for you? How does that, how do you go about reminding yourself of maybe what's important or, or the vision? What does that look like for you? How do you, how do you do that? How do I build that, that reminder? In? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think as a little kid, I used to do it. I had no idea. Okay. Um, but there was kind of two phrases that, that were really a constant in okay. my, in my like young life as a child. Um, and that was, uh, attitude is everything. Yep. And I was literally written in marker on yep. my bathroom mirror. And then like we painted it along the top of the, the walls, uh, my bedroom. Yes. And then at every baseball cap, I would have, you know, playing sports growing up would be believe it to achieve it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, and that just came oh, from an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right? And, and that came from nine-year-old kid pitch. Like so yeah. the first year of kid pitch. I remember my dad, the, mm-hmm. the season before, we're doing coach pitch, you know, he knew he's like, Hey, you're going to be pitcher yeah, and all this. Yeah. And I, I mean, I told him I wanted to pitch. So, you know, yeah. we went and watched some of those games, those baseball games, ah. and we would see kids on the mound and they were pitching uh-huh. and they would get, you know, they'd walk somebody yeah. or they, a kid would hit a home run off of them yeah, yeah. and they would be bawling their eyes out on the mound. Yeah. And my dad was talking, cause he recognized that I had the physical yeah, attributes. Exactly. As that I was, physically, I had what I needed, but yeah. we'd never really talked about the mental Interesting. Uh, side of that. And um, that's something that we would work on, oh, you know, really? and that was something like that mental toughness. He would talk to you about it a little bit. All the time. Really? It, Super cool. Big time. And so that was what I really liked about that development as an athlete. Uh-huh. And then you start seeing how that, you know, how you do one thing is how you do all things. A lot, yeah. It's an extreme saying, but... I think there's a lot it, of truth to it. I think there's something to be, you or at know, least applicable in a lot of areas to think right? about. Yeah, definitely yeah. get you, get you focused on it. But that's something that, you know, you start seeing it bleeds over. It's like how, yeah. what kind of student am I? Yeah. You know, what, what kind of friend am I? Uh, what kind of older brother am I? Yeah. What kind of son am I, you know, and, yeah. and all that. And so, um, you know, I think, and I totally forgot your question. How you'd remind yourself. These are oh, how I remind myself. Yeah. And, so, and yeah. so, and so, yeah. And so now um, what it is, is I've got um, kind of my, my big goal, uh, uh-huh. which is to create, you know, financial freedom through uh-huh. uh, and, and generational wealth through real estate. Yeah. Um, and, you know, from there I can, it's, it turns into a math problem. Yeah. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, that's, that's my goal. Yep. Um, and also to build, to build a life with, um, my partner now, her name is Milady. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, build a family with her. And sure. so that goal at, as a single man, yeah. when I first started was, was just the, the, the professional and financial yeah. goals, but mm-hmm. has since grown. I think that's really cool. It's funny. You had attitudes, everything I used to, I still said, I'd say the only two things you can ever control are your attitude and effort. Like that's all, that's why I grew up saying that I, I've still believed that hundred percent. Uh, and, uh, I think that I think that in itself, and Dana has been through enough of this too, of recognizing how there's been Dana. How many people have recognized in a podcast now of our guests of like at any given moment you can make a pivot and change? Like a lot of them have brought us up that similar theme up. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, even Jeff just said that. Yeah, the other just day, at any age, and you know, I thought, and so I believe that too. A lot of people, I've got a pretty big personality, and sometimes I can come off and, and not be received very well. But I really truly believe if anybody wants it, I, 
I think it gets confused. I feel like that I see, I recognize people have a ton of potential. And I think like Dana and I haven't known each other forever, but I think Dana probably has talents that I would just be in awe, but I know he does. You know, I just know he does. But some people can't even recognize that those talents are so awesome that they, that actually is a piece that elevates them up. And there's a focus somewhere else that holds them back. I think that I feel like it's something as simple as a, as a, as an uplifting or an optimistic, or even just a, just a open-ended mantra to keep that rudder at least in between a left and a right can help so much. I mean, think about 10, 11 years old, a mantra of believe it to achieve it, attitude is everything has literally kept you for the most part on the straight and narrow for 30, you know, for th over 30 years. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, that that's is, cool. that is, that is decades of reinforcement of like, it, you know, I say oldie, but a goodie. I mean, simpler the better, right? I mean, I think people are, the, the message we tell ourselves matters immensely about mm -hmm. which, which way we're going. Um, I think that's really cool. So when you got out back to like the, your path of, of maturation and professionally and, and mentally, you had a decision point, um, uh, when you, so you, you graduate, you know, uh, infantry officer, Marine Corps, you know, you're pinning on major, just field, field, field grade officer. You're going to be, you get out of the Marine Corps, go to business school, graduate from an awesome school. Uh, and then you have an opportunity to go work for a really impressive company, Google, or go do this other thing. Talk about like what that, cause that's a pretty short amount of time where we had to go one way or the other. And what was going through your mind about, and like, you know, what kind of messages you were receiving from other people? What ultimately made you decide what you wanted to do? Because it was a tough decision. Sure. Yeah. So coming out of that situation in West Virginia, yeah. you know, I'm, and, and losing, losing a, a parent. Yeah. Um, taking some L's, taking some big L's, you yeah. know, um, that I needed to, um, you know, move on from. Yeah. And I definitely at a low point, uh, I'd say probably the lowest point in my life. Um, and it's like, hey, how am I going to respond to this? Right. Uh, now, stop there for a bit. Sure. How duration? So you're, you know, some fa so everybody has family history, and sometimes that can wear with you over years and, and decades. And then sometimes your own personal decisions, you're kind of you get stuck in some things. How long did you feel like? Not saying you fully recovered, but how long did you allow yourself to stay in that kind of that state? You know, before you start to ebb maybe more in and out of it and then try to get all the way out of it, you know? Cause I feel like sometimes I have a tendency to, I almost feel like I maybe stay a little too long in those kind of hardships. You're just like, God, can I get some, how do I get myself out of this? This, this the hamster wheel, you know, of that, sure. of that mindset. What do you, how, how long or like, what did you do to kind of get into action after that? Well, uh, I think one was, uh, I got help. Yeah. You Sweet. know, I yeah. think, I think, um, you know, my godfather, Bill Duncan yeah. called me, um, I don't know, going through the, the divorce yeah. and we're just like, Alex, you know, I don't know all the details of what's going on, Yep. you know, but he's like, you're a great guy. You're a yes. great person. I know you, I know your family. Yeah. I'm very tight. You know, yeah. he's like, I know where you come from. I know the kind of person you yes. are. He's in, he's speaking from his own experience of going through, you know, a, a, a divorce. And we're just like, I know it, it feels like the end of the world right now, uh -huh. but just realize, Hey man, in 12 months, you're going to be okay. It's awesome. And it was Something that, you know, I remember at the time, but didn't appreciate it right until later. Yeah. I think it really it probably only took me a couple months. Yeah. You know, I think sure. because, because of all the changes that were happening, yeah, I was kind of forced to, yeah. to move, to get over it quickly. Yeah. Um, 
Well, that and then COVID happened too. So then with your mother, like some closure, there's some lack of closure that was happening too. It's kind of just kind of let things hang on a little bit. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, and so, you know, um, I actually left West Virginia, got my car, packed it up. Yep. Sold my house. Yep. Drove here. Yeah. To see yeah. you, you yep. know, I, I think I recognize that being around uh, family and friends and people that love and support me um, uh, is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And it's good uh, medicine, right? Yeah. It's more, more lessons learned. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I came here and I think something that I, I recognized in my life that I didn't have um, was a, I've never had a mentor. Uh huh. I've never had someone to, to look, I think I, I was just too stubborn, too yep. immature, uh -huh. um, too proud. You yep. know, my ego was, was just way too big. Nah. And you know, <laughs> not that I didn't know I needed help or, but just, Hey man. Yeah. And, uh, you actually introduced me to a gentleman's name is Mike Kramer. Yep. Um, here he's here in Omaha does, does a quite a bit of, uh, investing in real estate yep. with his family. And, uh, yeah, we hit it off. Yep. Um, and he challenged me, yeah. you know, it was, Hey, there's no, there's no other W2 job. And yeah. then this, this yep. isn't a side gig. This is either this or, or, nothing. or nothing else, yeah. you know? And, um, that's what we did. Yeah. Uh, I had a job off from Amazon down in new Orleans yep. and I was like, that's why I went to business school. Yeah, totally. Dude. You know, yeah. I had to go do that. But I was like, I've, I've basically just done this job. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, and I could tell you right now I'll be good at it, Yeah. but I'll be miserable. Be yep. You know, um, one thing I think was interesting, uh, for the audience, Alex always used to say uh, the common the common theme he would say would be burn the boats, burn the, burn the boats. boats. Right. <laughs> and uh, most people are like burn the boats. What do you mean? He's like, no man, there's no turning back. No plan B. You no know, plan B. And when that happens, I think there's some magic and and people that it's a uh, survival. Like you you get after it because you know there's no other direction but forward, and you and you fully commit. And when you fully commit. There is a freedom that, that that surfaces. This freedom allows you to say no to everything you should be saying no to and you don't realize it. And when you're able to say no to things, your plate is freed up. Your plate is freed up to continue to focus on what is important and what you truly what you truly believe in. And in this instance, what we're talking about is he, you know, uh, you know, somebody can make a decision. And when you make that decision to go forward, you don't care who's coming with you. The people who want to be next to you and want to support that will stay by your side regardless of like if there's radio silence, they're going to trust you for the thick and thin. But the people who don't stick around are probably people that were either it's an unhealthy relationship, maybe not fully ingrained as a, as a, as a, as a relationship that you should have in the first place. And you really start to see who's, 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 your, who's your people. And that's freeing in itself too. So you have a freedom emotionally by the relationships you're keeping. You have freedom physically by the activities that you're doing and the obligations that you're agreeing to. And then you have a freeing spiritually because now you feel like you're in alignment. You're like, oh my God, I don't know what's happening tomorrow, but I know it's going to be better than it was yesterday doing that other job or doing or being with those other people. And I think that's really freaking cool. Uh, I think uh, when I, I remember you mentioned this conversation with me, you had Mike and I could see your brain working that you almost didn't want to admit <clears throat> you're like... He said, I, I can only do one or the other, one or one or nothing. I can only do this or, or it's not going to work. And I could, I remember you, your face being like, I don't want to admit this, but this is everything I believe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, here we go. And then so you say no to this job. I remember you saying, talking to your dad and your dad was like, oh, but you got to take the Amazon job. I mean, right? Let's take the consistent job. Well, that was everybody. Yeah. Time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think to your point, like recognize, you know, like, then 
I started off with saying, Hey, I had a bunch of L's. I need some wins. Yeah. Cause I'm going home now. And yes, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm limping home and yeah. I got my whole family there. Like, you yeah. know, Hey, it's going to be okay. You're going to be all right. And like, I came back, like, that's what they're expecting. Yes. And I came back like, no, I'm doing this whole new thing. And <sighs> oh, I've got, she's actually 93 today. My, my grandmother, it's her birthday. Today. Yeah. Um, she was one of the first ones immigrant from Peru Yeah. back in the 50s. Still doesn't speak a ton of English. Barely. <laughs> Barely. That's a great story how she came. Uh, hopefully I can share that at some point, but oh. she was basically like, you know, Amazon, all this. And I was like real estate investing and it's a very Latin thing, oh, yeah. but she was not like to my face. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, but to everyone else and like it all kind of started happening around yeah. me, you know, aunts, uncles, like, just yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. uh, that's a real estate thing. Yeah. And, you know, um, and it's something where they just had no concept right? of, you know, they, in their minds, it was get a job, get a 401k or get a yeah, pension or totally. get a Roth IRA and yep. just work, you know, to your 65 and then retire. Mm -hmm. And you know, what I was, what I was doing, um, was not that. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think they were, it was coming from a place of love yeah. and concern, but just not from a place of understanding. And totally you know, you have to find like-minded people. And, you know, I, you're one of those people for me because, you know, yeah. you also do it on yourself and you know what it takes to be an entrepreneur, I think yeah. as an agent. Yeah. Um, you, it's your own business. Yeah. You know, and there's no one to blame if something doesn't go right. Which is bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sometimes you're like, oh shit, I got to look at the mirror after that, you yeah. know, and then, and then you have to call yourself to the carpet. I think that's, uh, you know, that's a really, that's a, even another great point is how much, how much honesty you have to have with yourself for that process. It's, uh, you're, you're going to burn a lot of dead wood off, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, this thing, like you're, you're going to get down to, hey, yeah. you know, who am I? Yeah, totally. I think and, that's really important. Yeah. You know, but also take some guts, man. You know, Dude, I think so. Yeah. It's because you're betting on yourself. Yeah. You know, and you're like, Hey, I, I can do this. Yeah. Uh, and not just, I can do this, but I can, I can crush this. Yeah. I can, I succeed at this. So fast forward. So you decide to go into business. Uh, you take a, a leap of faith. You bet on Numero uno. Bet on the house. Bet on the house, right? right? No pun intended. <laughs> and you have been doing this now for uh, almost three years. Oh, a little over three years. Hit my, my three-year mark first year or first week of May. Yeah. And you had just now, your mentor is no longer a business partner. Correct. Right? Correct. So in a good way, not, not in a separation. Talk about now where you're at today versus when you made the leap. Like, so the, the, the growth process that's taken. Yeah, sure. That's so, so I started out doing something called, uh, called wholesaling, yep. um, which basically means, uh, finding off market deals and buying them at deep discounts and then turning around and selling them for, uh, you know, a little bit higher price to, yep. uh, to, a a buyer, real estate investor, whether it be a builder or a renovator and, you know, making something called an assignment fee. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. and I was, I was really successful with that in 2020. Yep. And I got to the point where I was like, okay, well, Hey, 2021, I was like, I want to start buying some of these yep. houses, yep. you know, some of these deals and really getting towards that goal of financial freedom yep. and generational wealth. Yep. And, you know, for me, 2021 was a much more, we'll call it exploratory year Okay. to where I'd say my focus was a mile wide and an inch deep uh -huh. because now I go from just, you know, talking to sellers, making offers mm -hmm. on investment properties yeah. and wholesaling them to like, okay, now I'm turning this into, I'm um, doing that, that yeah. same function. Yeah. And now I'm managing the renovation. Yeah. You know, the, the team that's doing it. Yep. Um, vetting, vetting different teams to do it. Oh, hiring, all firing. That, well that, and yeah. And then, and then the actual renovation, the construction yep. itself. Um, and then after that, yeah, or during that actually finding, um, financial backing and permanent financing. So building yep. relationships with lenders at, at local banks. Yeah. 
Um, so there's a kind of a, you know, you've got the first business of wholesaling. You've got the second, which is a construction company, basically this financial arm that's just there. That's just all about relationships. And then once that renovation's done and you put that property on perm financing, let's rent it out, you know, and cash flow Mm -hmm. on it. And Mm -hmm. now it's a property management company. And so it's turned into this, this beast. And so that first year was exploratory as I'm learning about these things and getting more efficient at it. And so then for me, you know, 2022 was then this, for lack of a better term, exploitive, you know, cause I was taking all this, all this knowledge and and experiences and putting together and, you know, really getting, honing that in those processes in and my focus now goes from a mile wide, an inch deep to Uh. an inch deep or excuse me, an inch wide and a mile deep and just very, Hey, I've got a couple moves. Yep. And I do them really well. Yep. What? <clears throat> so I hear that. And whatever industry or profession you want to be in, uh, one thing I want to highlight is how dynamic one individual can be to try and do it with that focus of building out relationships at different tiers. You have very white collar. You're doing. You're doing. Um, meet and engagements with, you know, people, uh, financial backing, um, financial support, advice. You have your own internal mentorship going with your current partners and how that's going. You're building out even more sales skills and more ingenuity, how you, um, how you diversify not only a portfolio, but your tactics of how you engage with people. And then you're also hiring, firing, interviewing and, 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 and vetting people to work for you on the construction side, very blue collar, very, you know, very high, high touch with people. I mean, I know you're a very dynamic person, but how do you think you came to that? I mean, where did a lot of that, was a lot of that just like, inherent or did it take a lot of practice or, you know, a lot of, you know, what were you doing? Did it come naturally? How, how did that, how do you work through that? A lot of help. A lot of help. <laughs> That's okay. Like, what does that mean? That, that, a lot of help. Uh, well, one, I think that that mentor, you know, my partner here mm-hmm. um, at the time, you know, had a lot of industry experience, construction experience, okay. you know, real estate experience. Cool. So, the, so the the functionality of it all, that's, that's where I went a lot for my questions and where mm-hmm. I got a lot of expertise. I think the actual human side of it though, yeah, you know, the, the revenues and the relationships, yeah. you know, and it's not a real estate business. It's not a construction business. It's a, it's a human business. And so because of that, you know, I feel like things that just being around really good people throughout my life, I've been yep. blessed to go to really good schools and have great teachers and yep. great coaches. You know, I think my parents did a great job, grandparents, yeah. you know, and, um, having great friends, yeah. you know, yeah. growing up and people like you, like your family. Yep. And so I think I've just been blessed, man, to, to, you know, just see what yeah. right looks like, yeah. you know, totally. and, and take, take the good, like there was a, a guy I worked with the Marine Corps. He always said, take the good, leave the bad from yeah. everybody you meet. You yeah. know? For me, it's been a lot of, a lot of, a, lot of a ton of good to take, yeah. you know? And so, um, you know, again, just blessed, man, I yeah. think, and being able to just apply that. Yeah. Um, and that's been, especially the Marine Corps. Yeah. Cause you know, you're talking to people all different ages, yeah. you know, across the, the gender, you know, spectrum or not gender, excuse me, the, the financial spectrum yeah. of like where they're coming from. Yeah. And because of that, I think, um, that suits me well for mm-hmm. rolling up the sleeves and sure. getting in there on the job sites with some of these guys and, yeah. and seeing that, but also being able to talk to commercial lenders, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. a multi-million dollar deals yeah. and, uh, being able to wear different hats. What's, uh, what has been the biggest learning curve you think for you through this so far? Just got some ice in my mouth. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry for the audio on this. Uh, 
I'm going to get through this real quick. Um, say it one more time. I'm sorry. Biggest learning curve you've had through the, cause I mean, that you, when you bounce in and out so much of things like we've done, like, I feel like there's some, you can hit some moments where you're like, God, how am I going to figure this out? You know, Jesus, I don't even know where to start, you know? Yeah. I think as opposed to a function, I think it's more of just patience, mm. you know, um, understanding that when you're inviting other people into something that, that you're, you're building, okay. um, that they might not have the same drive or they're not looking at the same lens that you're looking through. Okay. Um, so, you know, one understanding where someone's coming from and understanding them yeah. and their motivation and what drives them. Mm -hmm. And then figuring out how are we going to work together? How are we going to do this? Mm -hmm. Um, and what are your goals? Sure. And so establishing that and seeing, you know, Hey, this is what's worked for me. I think this is a blueprint that, mm -hmm. that you can, you can take and make your own. Um, but I think overall, like it's going to take time. Hmm. And so expecting it to happen overnight or expecting it to happen as fast as you want it to, yeah. um, is, is, a, a standard that is going to just set you up for disappointment, I think. Hmm. And so just being able to, uh, just to, you know, exhibit patience with whatever you're doing with whoever you're working with. How do you, uh, how with patience, how do you come across the people that are under your stewardship or leadership? Like, how do you uh, give them that space, but but still maintain enough pressure to keep moving them along? That because patience is a hard thing, I think at times. Like, I think patience and perseverance are very similar, but you read the definitions; they're almost identical. But I think they're two completely different mindsets mindsets of how you approach things. How do you how do you use that to your advantage with with working with so many different people? Sure, I I think. Um similar to how my mentor challenged me, it wasn't, you know, Hey, come work for me. Yeah. It was come work with me and okay. not even come work with me. It's like, if you want, this is, this is what you want to do. Yeah. I know the way. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, and so it's very, I, I would say comparable to like, like a hero's journey, very yeah. Joseph Campbell esque. Yeah. Um, and so for me on that first, when I, when I started my journey, yeah. you know, for me, it was, Hey, I'm, I'm standing on a hilltop you know, and my goals are on the, the hill to the far hilltop Yeah. in between me and that. And my goals is this jungle. Yeah. I just don't even know, you know? And yeah. so I know that I'm going to have to descend into this jungle yeah. and go through it and, and, and overcome obstacles, yeah. and, you know, uh -huh. rock climbs and lions and, tie and all these, <laughs> th you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All these th raging rivers. I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna have to go through it, you yeah. know? And, you know, um, the way I look at it for me now with people that want to join my team, it's, you know, they're on that hilltop, they're on yep. their hilltop, yep. you know, and they're going to descend into this jungle and they get in, it's dark, you know, but just in front of them, they see it, you know, campfire. Yeah. And yeah. that campfire is this person, you know, and mm -hmm. for me, I want to be that to them. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, I need to get through here. Mm -hmm. It's like, listen, you know, I've got the map. I know the way, Yeah. um, you're still going to have to do this on your own, yeah. but I can, I can, I can guide you. Yeah. Does that make, I don't know if that makes sense or not, man. It, no, I think it does. I think, I think the, I think there's a couple of themes in there that I think are worth, uh, in terms of business and life that you're just, you know, one help is never far away, but you have to go seek it out at times. It's not going to come find you. And then on top of that, when you do find somebody and they're willing to offer a hand, don't be afraid to take it. Um, and I think the fact that, I think that you can provide vivid imagery to what that looks like I th for anybody. I think imagery and, and as vivid as you can make it provides clarity. Sure. So the clearer you can paint a picture of challenge and over and overcoming something, the easier it is for you to do it. 
And so I think it's cool that when you, you, you talk about through a story segment of, or at least a, an imagery setting of what this looks like and how you want to lead people. And so then therefore, you know, the steps to take through the image. If you can't paint the picture yourself, you can't, you can't create what you're trying to get to. You know, you, it's, it's almost, you can't imagine it. I, you have to believe it to achieve it, right? Like going through that is a, is a, is, is a kind of a self-actualization process anyways. And I think people, um, you've done, obviously done the work to do that. I think it's impressive because it sounds simple and almost hokey, but it's exceptionally relevant and, and effective. Definitely. I, I think there's one more part to this too. Yeah. And you were probably, that's probably gonna be the next thing you just said if I didn't cut you off. <laughs> Um, well, are you just finishing my sentence? I, th I think uh, <laughs> I think something, and this is something that's ingrained, and in, especially I think I know myself, and obviously you, and I'm sure most people, whether they acknowledge it or not, or if they're able to get to that point. But I think there's that responsibility to serve, mm, and you know, this isn't you know these words that I'm telling you, they're not my words. Right? Someone right. told me this. Totally, hundred percent. You know, yeah, this isn't um, this isn't this isn't new. Yeah, reinventing the wheel here. Yeah, and, and you know, someone helped me. Someone yep. was my guide. Yeah. You know, and I feel like there's a responsibility to to take care of people and to yeah. pass that on, you yeah. know, and um, tell me if I'm wrong, man, but I feel like, you know, you're huge into this yeah. and how many, you know, chances you've taken on, on people or things, yeah. you know, and, and risk thing, you know, yeah. risk, uh, you know, your livelihood on things, you yeah. know, embedding it on people and those mm -hmm. things, those things working out, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I've, I think one thing I've learned is you can't help somebody who doesn't want to help himself. But you also can't give up on somebody quit too quickly to not help to not to not give your best. So when I say that, that's something that I, you know, sometimes I bat I have and flow with is like, you know, you see something, you see some potential in somebody, and then because they don't want help or they don't want to take it, you're like, I'm out, I'm, you discard them or you discard that relationship, then you move on. I think that's a very, very gray and fine line to to walk. Cause I still think as somebody who does, you know, one of the Fastest way to ping riches is serving and having gratitude. But you get that through other people you, by helping people. And I think when you identify people that have a, a lot of potential, I think it's also a calling upon you who can recognize that and are dynamic enough to attempt and then hopefully be able to reach that person. For for you have to give it some sort of bit of time and effort. And I think that's something that uh, I see really good leaders do. I've seen you talk about the Marine Corps and people you're around too. Uh, give yourself enough time, grace, and also reflection to find out where you can influence somebody. Not manipulate, influence. And that I think is a very, very special trait because it takes a lot of self-awareness, a lot of self-accountability, but you also have, probably have a tendency to, to ebb on the side of listening over talking. I have a very bad habit of talking too much or, or talking at somebody versus with somebody. And so, you? yeah, yeah, right. Uh, we don't need to talk about, this is about you today. Okay. We don't need to talk about me. All right. Uh, but I think that's really important that people recognize that. And Hey, sometimes, like you said, the patience piece for that to come out of somebody takes a while. That's you the know? light bulb go off. I yeah, right. so, exactly. So uh, if you're watching this at home, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, in the comfort of your home. But I think that's really cool. I think, I think that's totally true. Um, well, I think to tie, to tie that, you know, yeah. in a bow, it, it's, it's their journey. Yeah. It's not yours. It's their, and recognizing that, yes. that it's their journey because yeah. it's, we'd all love, Hey, like here's the answer to the test. Yeah. Yeah. Here, right. here you go. It sounds good. Here you go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's done. It's like, yeah. no, there's, it's their journey. Yeah. And I, and I think that 
that's where the patient side of it comes into where it's yeah. just like not allowing myself, my ego to come in, to get in there and be this loud voice, like, Oh, yeah. you should be the, tell them what to, to, to what do, to do yeah. and how to do it. It's like, yeah, this is my standard. Yeah. You know, if you want to do business with me or with our company, this is a standard that you need to meet. Uh-huh. I thought something too, that uh, you had mentioned before, you're a lot closer to Mike than I am, but I thought he was always really, really good about instead of telling, he'd just follow up with another question. Like he's when he mentors, I think he does a really good job of like, asking the simple question for you to arrive at something. And I think that's something that really good mentors have the ability to do is kind of, it's not, it's not me, it's you. Well, tell me more about that. Or like, oh, it sounds like you want to do, you know, coming, coming from a place of helping lead you through versus, and then making, and if you're going to fail somewhere, it's okay. Just pick back, get back up. You know, mm. that's really, I think that's really important. Uh, and I think that does take a lot of patience because it doesn't happen overnight. You know, it doesn't happen, um, you know, and, and, on that same thread, like we have to have to have enough uh, grace for ourselves, uh, you know, to give ourselves the permission to be a beginner. Like it's okay, you know, to, to fall down and get back up. I mean, you know, you look at all the, all the, all the challenges, hardships you might come through as, as an individual through your own life. And we're only 37 years old, not even halfway yet. And God, you know, we're still, still climbing. Right. And, uh, you know, just pick, pick yourself back up and, you know, just keep moving and, and, Try it again. I mean, just, you know, it just seems like, you know, we, we see the value in challenging ourselves Yeah, and yeah. what that does, you know, to do new things. Oh man. Um, yeah. Things that make us uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and again, we talked earlier, you'd asked me like, what are some of the, the signals? Yeah. I think it's that when I, when I feel like I'm starting to get bored oh, or something, Yes, you know, for um, sure. complacency, maybe a little complacency. 100%. Yeah. I notice that even in my own environments on a really anecdotal level, if I'm, uh, getting too routine and where I might be sitting every day or this route I take to work or I, I get to the point where I'm like, I just need, I just need to change the scenery. Like literally I need to make calls from a different room or mm-hmm. I need to, I need to be, I'm going to just go out and go to a different coffee shop just to, I just need a new, I need a new vibe. I need a new ripple somewhere. I need something, but it helps me, it helps me stay alert. It helps me stay engaged, you know, for myself, uh, I, that's very true. You know, recognizing kind of some of those complacent moments where, you know, I never want to feel like I'm failing so slowly. I think I'm succeeding kind of idea. Um, kind of moving on. So now that you uh, are kind of more self-sufficient, you're, you've kind of, you still have a mentor, but it's not a day-to-day interaction with this person. You've kind of graduated, you know, in terms of your own prowess. So what's, what are you looking forward to next? What are your next, what's on the horizon now? What's that thing on the, the hill down the road? down the, down the miles away that you're trying to look at right now. Sure. I think now what I'm excited about, uh, I think from a, a relationship standpoint is this new relationship that I'm in uh-huh. and I've been in for over a year now. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, it's also turned into a business partnership. Uh-huh. Um, and I think something that we've been looking into, uh, is investing internationally mm-hmm. in real estate. Um, love that's fun and looking to head down to the Dominican Republic. And yeah. so, uh, you know, kind of in the New Orleans market right now, the challenges that we're seeing, um, we've still got high sale prices, mm-hmm. high interest rates, and also high insurance, mm-hmm. um, not just 20, 30%. So some barriers, high. some some hurdles that you S- won't have to deal with. Certainly some, you know, some things that were, you know, that make it tough to to have the, you know, the, the cash flow that, yeah. you, that you like on rentals. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, shifting, shifting there, um, you know, building banking relationships, building relationships with local contractors right. um, and vendors uh, yeah. and simply taking our model f- 
from uh, Louisiana and, and putting it uh, on the Dominican Republic. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Do you think that, I mean, that's going to provide a whole new set of challenges, but um, where, what are some skills that, or some things that you, who, who does Alex need to become to, to, to make that fulfilled, to fulfill that, that kind of journey? What are the things that you're like, Hey, I need to get better at this. So that's clear when I go down to this next phase, what are some things that you feel like, Hey, I I'm recognizing kind of a deficiency or maybe a, you know, not as strong as I want to be. And, and I need that in order to be there, do that. I don't know, man. I'm pretty awesome. No, no, no. It's, it's. So Alex is very humble for those of you folks that no, I, man. There's there's so much yeah. that I don't know with what, yes. we're, what we're what we're going to do, right? You know, and I think just recognizing quickly, like, and just saying no, or I, I don't know, yeah, um, yeah. as quickly as possible, um, as opposed to trying to fake it to make it type right. deal. Because um, you start getting in the international space risk goes up because of unknown how banking banking world works i don't I, mean, I don't even i'm not there I, i'm just curious it, it, yeah i agree I risk mean, there, can kind of be a little more there are but it's just it's the same thing it's the jungle yeah you know it's just it's just another trip through yeah um because once you hit that hilltop man guess what you got another jungle in front of you yeah you got more goals you want to hit right you know and so i think i can take things that i've learned um in new orleans over the last three years yeah. and I, there's certainly things that i can apply yeah um there's a, there's a language barrier. Yeah. Uh, That's <laughs> obvious, right? You know, yeah. uh, but, but ultimately I, you know, um, that fear of, of failure while it's there, but it's not, um, it's not this, it's not a completely new industry, yeah. right? You know? Yeah. Um, so there is Some experience and expertise that I'm bringing, I am bringing to the table that I do feel comfortable with that. Yeah. I, you know, no work. Yeah. Um, and, uh, being able to lean against that, yeah. I think, I think helps, uh, and you, you're able to make that, that monster, that dragon that you're trying to slay, yeah. you know, more manageable. I think too, uh, something that I've heard you talk about too, or, or maybe you're more apt to rush into in a, in a good way is not afraid to, or you're not, uh, too stubborn. You're not stubborn enough to do it all on your own. Like, you know, that how important, Hey, there's something that knows all about this. All this is just, you're one, you're one conversation away from like kind of getting another door unlocked. You know what I mean? Too stubborn slash lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to be, if I want to be honest. Here. Yeah. No, you know, it's, right, yeah. uh, I'd love for this to be a motivational video, but I've got to, got to be real. Um, yeah. No, you, you, yeah, that's, that's, that's right on though. Um, again, that's experience. Yeah. You know, 20, 23 year old me is, I'm going to conquer the, I'm going to gang his on my yes, own. Just, you know, and, and conquer the world that way. But, but really quickly learning and realizing that that's there's easier and better ways to do it for sure. What, uh, so as you know, we're kind of future pacing now, if you could have told your 23 year old self, just pre Marine Corps, you know, what, what kind of things would you look back like, gosh, young Alex, you should pull your head out of your, you know what, you need to think about these three things, or here's a, here's an anecdotal piece of advice that's going to serve you well, or what would you what kind of advice would you give that person? Uh, don't be an asshole. (laughs) Just, uh, I I grew up, I was the kind of kid that, um, my boss, my coaches or my teachers either like loved me or hated me, Yeah, you know, and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, and just so, so stubborn. And so, Uh and, and I feel bad for my parents because neither of them were, I think, as athletically, athletically gifted as I was. Uh So they just didn't know or they weren't as competitive as I was. Yeah. So I don't think that they knew Had what to do with me. Yeah. They were like, we don't know whose kid you are, yeah. you know, yeah, because right, they couldn't, right. they couldn't relate in that sense. Yeah. 
And so um, I think that asking for help, you know, yeah. or, or submitting to a mentor. Yes. You know, I think there's an ego side of that. There's yeah. a very adolescent side of that of like submitting to someone else. Yes. You know, thinking like, oh, well, they own, like they own me or they had this power over me. It's just, and that's, that's what I needed. You know, yeah. there's lots of people that don't need that type of guidance, but I think I needed to be able to submit. And for me, finally it happened in the Marine Corps. Uh-huh. You know, like there's this huge organization with this, you know, storied history. Yep. Um, and if you think you're going to walk in there and push people around, got another thing. Hey, buddy. You know, wake up call in a heartbeat. Exactly. And even then, though, in, within the Marine Corps, I was still arrogant yep. enough to and stubborn enough to to get myself in positions that you know my bosses either loved me or they hated me. Yeah. You know, so there were those trends. Themes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that growth into entrepreneurship where there's, yeah. there was no one to, 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 to blame or to praise, you know, to yeah. be like, Hey, it's or, you now. Or, or put you up or level you up, you know, like there's nothing to support you underneath other than your own, 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 uh, own device or own, own standards. standards. Yeah. So does that make sense? I don't, I mean, is that, yeah, I think so. I think the one that the, you know, kind of putting, tightening it up, you're just saying, Hey, you know, check your ego right away. Right. I mean, I think it's healthy to have some ego because it helps give you confidence. But the fact of don't let it be debilitating or the, in the fact that you can't do it all. And you, there's a lot, there's more that you don't know that you don't than to know what you know. Like you, there's far more that you don't know. And that's, there's a huge, there's a humbling process when recognizing that, I think. And I think that's what I'm hearing when you say that. Um, so this is a little bit different question. Going forward, what would you tell 40, you know, 50 year old Alex? So, hey, you know, you're, you're now, you know, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your older self for some advice to not forget about? Mm, man, good question. I almost want to defer to producer Dana real quick. <laughs> I just turned time. 50. Yeah, I would answer that question yeah, for what, yourself. I, I would do that. Don't ask me. Please don't ask me. Oh, that's me right interesting. Now. What was your response to that? You, you just, what did you just say? Uh, answer. Figure out to, how to, to answer to your question. Because that's, that's really cool. Uh, you said the reason why I think that's really cool is one, you're recognizing like one, it's a complete to oneself, I think, that your own journey. Mm -hmm. But I also think you recognize that you could answer that. Like as in, as in you can answer that question. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Because it, it goes, because it goes like that. Yeah, yeah. Goes like that. And if you're, if you're, you don't seem like a guy that's floundering around though, so. Yeah. You know, but it, it for, yeah, just no, but see, still, if, see if you can answer that question. That's that's where I'd get. That's to. cool. Oh man, kind of got goosebumps thinking about that because I just saw like almost a twinkle in Dana's eye too, of like almost like the last twenty years fast from his. Like, what do I have told myself? Yeah. What would I tell myself ten years from now? Because then you're like thinking about these things of like, wow, what kind of lessons don't I don't want to forget ten years from now? You know, I'm blessed to be around great people. Yeah, and this room. Includes that room. There's two people in here with me right now. Thank you. I would, I would, no, I'll tell you that because that, that stirred me, you know, what that's made me think of yeah. is, you know, hey, the clock doesn't stop, uh -huh. you know, make it count. Ah, that's good. You know, I, yeah. I really do. There's my bumper sticker. Yeah. Leadership for the day. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, you know, don't, don't think a good tattooed or anything, nope. but, <laughs> but it's, it doesn't make it, you know, as uh -huh. uh, you know, less important. I, I really do think, um, I think that's it. You know, I, yeah, it, it really is. It's just, it's not, it's like, Hey, work harder. It's yeah. like, no, there's, it's not, it's not just that, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, make it count. Yeah. Um, 
living with no regrets. Well, just the experiences, you know, yeah. like, hey, this is my first College World Series, for example. Yeah, sure. Y you know. Uh, go Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers. Uh, and I, I'm the best LSU fan, the guy that never went to the school. Yeah, yeah. You, right. know, yeah. Uh, grew, you know, born and raised in, in Louisiana, yeah. you know, bleed purple and gold. Um, yeah. Traveled, seen plenty of games. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I, at earliest, one of the earliest childhood memories of mine was riding the car with my dad during the 1993 College World Series. Uh, LSU Tigers versus the Miami Hurricanes. Uh -huh. um, and we won with a walk-off home run, you know, down by by a run with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah. It's just, you can't write a better story. Right. Um, and I don't know, I just, like, there's, a, there's an incredible core memory. Yeah. You know, and yep. I think about my, all my experiences. Yes. How many times have you come to Omaha? I was like, dude, I don't know. You a know, lot. but yeah, yeah. I tell you what, every time it's a great trip. Yeah. Cause I'm yeah. going to be around friends and family, yeah. people I love and people yeah. that love me. And, yeah. um, man, just go make it count. Yeah. Go make some memories. Oh, I like that. You know, That's good. um, but, uh, I do, I got to tell you one story. Okay. Cause it is, uh, my, my 93 year old grandmother's birthday today. Okay. Uh, her, oh, we call her Mooty. Oh, um, same as my mother-in-law. This is great. That's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah some great people. Yeah. Um, so she barely, she emigrated to New Orleans from Lima, Peru in the like mid 1950s. Okay. Um, barely didn't speak, speak any English and that not much has changed. Yeah. Um, but how she got here is really cool. Uh, so my grandfather, my dad's dad, uh, he actually came first from Lima. Okay. So he was the youngest of eight. Okay. Um, but he had an identical twin brother. Uh huh. Um, and so what happened was my grandfather, he, uh, he came to the, came to New Orleans, was in imports, exports. Cause there used to be a consulate there. Okay. As I understand it. And, um, he came to test out, see if he could make money. Yeah. And then if he was able to, he sent, sent, for, sent, for, sent, yeah. for, sent for, for my grandmother, they weren't married at the time yet. And so because of that, uh, she couldn't qualify for a green card unless they were married. Mm. So he had saved money, but not enough to fly back to Lima to, get married and come back. So what he did was he mailed his passport back to Lima to my grandmother and she went to the courthouse with his identical twin brother and they got married. And, but as him. But as him. And they got married and so she was able to get her green card and then come meet him in oh New Orleans. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Can't that again. is badass. That is cool. If anyone wants to contact me for the movie rights, we can talk. <laughs> I'll, I'll represent her as an agent. There. You think about how long that would have had to transpire to plan because there's no computers, uh, little phone technology to try and cross that, and a lot of writing letters. I can't even get to like, I don't know, the store without ways. You know, oh without my, my gosh. That's <laughs> you so know, cool. without, without my, yeah, that's shit. super cool. And the rest is history, you know, had uh, son, two daughters, right? You're a yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Uh, and, uh, and have made, uh, the deep South their home ever since. Yeah. So, so Muti, happy birthday to you. Yes. Uh, I'm sure she'll never see this. No, but she's <laughs> going to listen. We're going to make sure you get, get it in her hands. I can't wait to send it to her. Yeah. We're going to download a, a cassette tape so she can listen. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. Running for number one grandchild. Uh, you know. uh what was ever a question? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, listen, listen. there shouldn't be. Uh, well, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. One, looking back on our own history and two, living without any regrets, making it all count. Uh, thanks a lot for coming, man. This is awesome. Thanks for having me yeah. guys. This is, I had no idea what to expect. I know. But, it's uh, kind of point. Love it. We'll take it from here. Hopefully this, this, this these good vibes will translate to the Bayou Bengals. That's, that's right. Baby. Go, go Tigers tonight. At the Series game two for them. So there it is. All right. Thanks a lot. Love it.